Welcome back. Thank you. Welcome. Somebody's calling you. Don't you fucking answer that. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I was like, are you fucking I'm just going to take a call in the middle of our pod. Pardon me. Pardon me. <laughs> Fred, I missed you. How was your week? I Okay. I know we say this every time where we're like, I miss you, but I saw you last night. It's actually been a long time since I've seen you. I was like, you didn't see me last night. No, like that's usually how it goes. No, I get it. Yeah. When was the last fucking time you saw me? Um, Had to have been, I think probably the last time we recorded, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. 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 <laughs> don't say it again. Hi, Juicy. What or what? I don't have any Cheetos. I have an orange pen. <laughs> She's like, um, like a Cheeto. So how have you been? I miss you. Actually, pretty good. Been pretty good. Excuse me. My dog. <laughs> you and me were just popular. <laughs> oh. What? What a good way to talk about our topic today. Being popular. Have you seen the TikTok that it's like, what do you mean? I'm not popular on the TikTok. It's like this dog talking like a baby. Oh my God, it's the cutest thing ever. Can't say I have seen that. I'll find it. Anyway, I'm good. You're good. We're good. Apparently, we're not going to fucking talk about how we've been doing. What did you do this week? Worked. Slash weekend. Worked. This past weekend, um, I may be broke. Excuse you. What do you mean that it's not we're only it's a minute 41 in <laughs> so like cheetos and bang oh cheetos and it's not too late to delete this clip. no it is it's too late it's too fucking late oh this you guys is reality in our fucking world <laughs> i'm with full tea kettle <laughs> i'm with full so, tea kettle right there okay Curve your laughter. Let's get fucking serious. Kate. Okay. Okay. So you worked this weekend. How was that? I don't think I worked this weekend. I broke a rule though. <gasps> mm-hmm. I'm a rigid rule follower, except for when I'm not. So what, what did you do? <laughs> so there's new playground equipment at the state park. I swear to God, if I get fucking arrested for this. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, I'm pretty sure that the police listen to our podcast. I mean, don't arrest me, Kay. Because that would be silly. Uh, honestly, that's out of city limits. So, and truthfully, there was no sign posted that said "Don't touch this." And I'm really there. Actually, was a welcome sign. <laughs> However, it they was... were it was very welcoming. <laughs> However, the new playground equipment out at the state park. We went out there and we we're like, let's just let's go play on it. Let's see. Let's get the kids, and we'll all, you know, I have some accomplices, but I won't out them in case I do get in trouble. But <laughs> the kids were all in snow stuff, and we get out there, and it's fucking surrounded by that orange construction. Like so of course, naturally, plastic stuff that you could just like fucking kick through. Yeah, but the snow had like weighed it down, <laughs> so we just let the kids play on it. So my kids were the first people to ever play on the state park new playground. Exclusive. I, I know. There's like a big fucking hole around some of the poles, and they're like, "Can we jump in the hole?" And I'm like, "Please don't do that." That <laughs> <laughs> was oh, fun though. My gosh. What did you do this weekend? You had an adventure. Yeah, I went home. It was my niece's birthday party, so I helped my sister with it. Happy birthday! Yeah, lots of cute pics. God, I like obsessed over your pictures. Oh They're God. so freaking cute. I know. We just like keep having more too. Like I'm, we're having another one in May. <laughs> Sorry, I have to burp. <laughs> I'm trying to hold it in. Well, if you did, <laughs> it would make it would it would. This, this is a gassy episode. 
giggles today. We're both know. like. This is what happens uh, when we don't see each other for a week. I know. At a time. Oh my. Shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, yeah, you went to a birthday party and you guys are doing what now? That's it. <laughs> Lucy. Oh my okay, god. Well good. I'm glad you had fun. Where where are you going? I'm getting Q tips. <laughs> we're in the middle of a podcast. Emily just fucking bounced to go get Q tips. Like what the fuck? So we've also been slacking and we have not been posting to have people ask us questions. So I'm real sorry. But I think you guys should know by now just to fucking throw questions at us. Because otherwise we're not going to apparently remember to do Jack. Right. Um, but we did get one question. Um, it was a good one too. It is a really good one. So the question is, if you have blocked memories from childhood, should you pursue trying to uncover those memories or leave well enough alone? I have opinions. I do too. You go first. <clears throat> Mm. Don't make me laugh while I'm drinking your energy drink. I'll fucking spew it right out my nose. What is in July of 2020? That's on your table. What the fuck would I know for? So what on my opinion question, on yeah. this is, yes, you need to uncover it. I disagree. <gasps> really? Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> Debate. <laughs> okay, you I don't totally disagree. You, you probably have a more solid opinion than I do, but... I just think in order to become um, the best version of you and reach your full potential, you have to address the things that are bringing you down. And I, the first thing I think of is shadow work too, mm-hmm. is that, you know, like that's a really dark side of you. And if you don't address it, then it's just, it remains and it continues to eat at you. Which I started my shadow work. How is that going? I only did the first chapter because I've been so bogged down with like fucking homework and <clears throat> client notes because I'm I'm swimming in clients at this point. Right. Um, but it's intense. The first chapter was super intense. Do you ready? Are you ready for the most cliche clinician answer ever? I saw um a um I sent you a link to it a shadow work journal. I looked at it. Did, I wanted to buy it, but I wanted your opinion on it, but you never replied. I don't remember why I didn't reply. I think I looked at it while I was in the middle. Did of it look like something that would be effective? Let me look at it again because now I don't remember. <laughs> Whoa! Lucy's <laughs> like, no! Okay, <laughs> here's my cliche Give me your answer. Answer to this question. It depends. Okay. Um, it depends on the type of trauma. It depends on where you're at in your healing journey. Because if you start to uncover unprocessed trauma that you have repressed and you're not in a place to where you can handle that, mm-hmm. it makes it worse. So you have to be in a place with a clinician that you trust or with a therapist that you trust to where you can process this stuff. Cause you can't just like open up a can of worms and have no way to close it. Right. So it depends on, I do think you should do it safely. Yes. And I, I really think it depends. There are some people who don't need to reprocess trauma. So just because you don't talk about it doesn't mean you didn't process it. Right. So if you're cramming it down and you're cramming it down and now it's caused some bigger mental health issues, yes, we should probably do some background work and figure out what's going on. Let's uncover the root of the issue because most mental health issues present one way, but there's a root to it. So if you can get to the root, then you can address the trauma and you can figure that out. Mm -hmm. However, if you dealt with the trauma as a kid and now it's just like part of who you are, there's no sense in bringing it up again Mm -hmm. and reprocessing something that was already processed. So like I said, it just, it depends because mental health is so unique to every person who experiences it that if we give you that cookie cutter, yes, go dredge up all the shit from your past. And then you do that and you end up worse off than you are now. 
we've done you a disservice. Right. So it, it's something that you need to you need to walk through very carefully, very cautiously. Make sure you are in a good mental space. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for that? Because when you start to uncover repressed trauma, I warn every client, a lot of times shit gets worse before it gets better. Mm -hmm. And I'm going through it with my shadow work. Like some of the shit I had to do is like write a letter to the person who's hurt you the most. It was. When are you going to deliver it to me? (laughs) To you? (laughs) Today. Ready? This is the podcast. Let me read you your fucking letter. (gasps) Just kidding. You haven't hurt me. Did you? (gasps) Yeah. I feel like I have a personality disorder now. Oh my God. So, but, so that's my answer is truthfully, it depends. If you feel like you're at a place where it's already been processed, don't do it again. If you feel like there is stuff that you need to address that you haven't addressed and it's keeping you from moving forward in life and it's really impacting your daily life, then you might need to address some of that repressed trauma. Mm-hmm. But again, it needs to be done in a safe setting. It's not something that you should just talk to your homie at fucking Home Depot about. okay i loved that good so there's my quick answer for you okay okay now what the fuck are we doing (laughs) have anything else to talk about before we get into our topic i don't think so how are you good good i go through phases i go through my ups and downs but i'm actually really fucking good I think today ask me tomorrow. Okay. Today I was in the shower and I was just like drowning my <laughs> no pun intended. Drowning myself in, in sorry. positive affirmations. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say something like drowning my sorrows, but that's even better. No. Like I was like, today's going to be a good day. I am going to help people effectively today. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And I did that the whole time I was in my shower. And then on my way to work, I was like, I am in a good fucking mood. I got to work and I had like a million things in my mailbox and I got everything done in an hour. And then I saw a bunch of clients. Like I had a really good day today Yeah. until I saw you at four. Sorry. And then you kind of ruined my day. And then um, I didn't ruin your day. I ruined your moment. True. You can choose to wallow in that if you would like to. Now I'm cuddling my dog and eating Cheetos with my best friend. So really, did I ruin your whole day or did I just ruin a moment of your day? You ruined the last hour of my work day. of your work day. <clears throat> so one hour out of 24. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I'm this week, my goal is to really get back on my routine. Um, since COVID I haven't had like a steady routine and it's been eating at me. Yeah. So now we're well over a year of COVID, which is like crazy. I was going through my Snapchat memories today and I'll put it on the, I'll put it on the gram, but there, I had a picture from one year ago today of Chris. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Well, okay. And so our Instagram is at mental health sucks sucks is S-U-C-C-S. Oh, my God. Look at him. Of Chris delivering toilet paper. TP. Yeah. Jeez. Like, it was crazy. And that was just a year ago. That's crazy. It's crazy how much has changed in well, the last year. And I've been seeing a lot of TikToks recently, too, of like – um, people who are like, this was me a year ago. And it was like, oh my God, we find, we get two weeks off of school. This is going to be so much fun. Little did we know. And then like a year later, we're still over zoom and it's just like, it's hard and it's sad. And it's like, I can't believe it's lasted this long. I know. Lucy says, don't be sad. Oh God. I hate when you do that. You let her lick you in the mouth. (laughs) It wasn't in the mouth. It was just near the vicinity. (laughs) It was right over your fucking mouth. If you would have like sneezed, she would have been <laughs> inside your mouth. 
Lucy's really good about getting like right in your nose. Ugh, and like she sticks her tongue up Jesus. so far. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, You're wearing the earrings I got you. I love them. They look really cute on you. Thanks. I love the purple them. looks good. I love them. That and like I wear my hematite everywhere. And like I keep getting things on I'm TikTok. I'm wearing mine today too. I keep getting things on t- TikTok that hematite is the stone that I need. And I'm like, well, fucking clearly because my ass is not grounded right now. Mm-hmm. So like yesterday, my anxiety was super bad because I realized that the first day that I dropped the kids off um, with Adam is really hard for me. Um, and so like he has them the first couple days of the week. And Avery just like didn't really want to go. Um and like they were fine once we got there, but then the, that whole day I have anxiety. Right. So like I went over, um, and like I cleaned my house and I cleaned my friend's house, and then Jesus, Lucy, <laughs> Lucy's we, munching on a Cheeto. Fucking painted some pictures, and then I deep cleaned <clears throat> my basement, and then I went for a fucking run, and like, and I could not sit still. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up today, and I was like, I'm okay today. Good. We'll see. So what? you're wearing your hematite and your moonstone. I see some rose, rose quartz. Got all my goodies. I'm wearing citrine. And You're wearing Lucy. Oh, yeah. And Deuce. And Deuce. <laughs> okay. I'm also wearing my Deuce. What the chisels? <clears throat> what are we talking about today? We're talking about social media, which is fitting because we've been talking about TikTok a lot. I will never stop. <laughs> TikTok. TikTok is a coping skill. I'm just going to fucking say it. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> you went so Valley Girl on us just now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. We're going to talk about social media and the impacts on mental health. Because it's there, girlfriend. I'm going to preface by saying the majority of what I'm talking about are negative impacts. Yeah. However, there are positive implications on social media, too. I just want to focus on the negative impacts of social media on mental health. Um, but there are positive aspects to social media as well. Okay. I don't know what you have to talk about, but I'm going to preface that I'm going to sound like a real fucking negative Nancy. No, I probably am too. I think one, I think the biggest thing I want to talk about first is cancel culture. (gasps) Tell me. Well, it's just. What is that? Cancel culture? Yeah. So like someone who is big in the eyes of the society. So it could be like a YouTuber or a TikToker Mm -hmm. or someone in the Bachelor franchise. Like anyone who has a following. Mm -hmm. Um. I mean, you really have to walk on eggshells. And if you make one wrong move, you're canceled. Ooh, I haven't heard it called cancel culture, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that makes me think of like when they post something that's a little bit racist or they post something that's a well, little bit discriminatory and then people are like, fuck you. That's a big thing too right now because um, Matt James's season <laughs> of The Bachelor. Excuse you. Deuce. Um, Matt James's season of The Bachelor just came to uh, an end. And the girl who ended up winning in the end was like big, 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 big canceled. Um, Towards the middle of the season, some photos of her from college resurfaced where she went to an antebellum party. If you don't know what an antebellum party is, so she's from the South. Um, It's a party on a plantation. Mm -hmm. Um, Her and all of her girlfriends were dressed up in like dresses and like there were people dressed up as like <clears throat> slaves and I don't like that. Yeah. Um and there were some stories where like she had made fun of girls in college for dating black guys or yeah. all that stuff. So and if you don't watch The Bachelor, Matt James is an African American man. And so it was like a big thing. Um and she got canceled pretty hard on social media 
um, getting death threats. Her family was getting death threats. And like, it happens fast. Mm -hmm. Like social media Mm -hmm. is like quicker than fucking speed of light. Like, yeah, it's crazy. And so you think it was like designed for that instant connection to be constantly connected and plugged into other people. Right. right. So when you, when one person says one bad thing and it fucking goes viral, Mm -hmm. then you're fucked because it's everywhere and you can't get rid of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Or maybe you can. I don't know shit about the internet. But as far oh, as I know, you can't it, fucking get rid of it. It will always be there no matter what. Yeah. Especially if you're in the – like in the – Public eye. The public eye. Yeah. Anyways, so cancel culture is a big, big, big thing. Because like not only are are you representing yourself, you're representing like where you're from. You're mm-hmm. representing your family. You're representing everything. And if something goes wrong, I mean like you get those – you get that backlash. Your family gets that backlash. Your town yeah. gets that backlash. Your college, your – job <clears throat> when you Everything. see people who like do things like that and then their businesses like have to form a public apology mm-hmm. Jeez. anyways that was something i wanted to mention was cancel culture okay and how it can like woof, you know duly noted don't get canceled but i mean it can also be a good thing too because <clears throat> another thing that's happening right now in social media is a really popular youtuber david dobrik um, you know David Dobrik? No. Okay. Truthfully, I don't watch YouTube. Okay. Really, really big YouTuber. Um, he has him and his friends are called the Vlog Squad and cute. Yeah. I mean, they were big. They're huge. Um, and it there were some sexual assault allegations that recently came about, and um, someone who used to identify as like a, a friend in that group is like not involved with them anymore. And like, she has a podcast called frenemies with Ethan Klein and it's great, but like she's helping cancel, which is like, yeah, it sucks, but it's also right. like, she's helping these victims speak out against him. Yeah. Cause I mean, he has billions of fucking dollars, like right. billions and all of his brands have dropped him since. And this happened like within a week. Yeah. And so, yes, it sucks. You I mean, you have to look at both sides. Yes. It's not good for him. And, Everyone makes mistakes. And like I said, when you are in the public eye, you have to walk on eggshells. But at the same time, you have to think about everyone else involved. I have something gross to say. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. Was it one mistake or did he? Over and over. That's not a mistake. That's a fucking pattern. Exactly. That's not, it's not something gross to say, but I'm sure people are going to be like, yeah, but, but like, I don't really give a shit what you're going to come at me I mean, with. Everyone's going to, if you make, an, if you make a mistake, want. that's like once, maybe twice. If you continue to do it over and over and over again, that's a pattern of behavior. Yes. And when you choose to consistently have a pattern of behavior mm-hmm. and you don't change that. At other people's expense. Too. At other people's expense, yep. especially if you're victimizing people. <clears throat> yeah. You don't deserve to have a fucking following. Yep. So, so cancel culture can be good. It can be bad. It can be really bad, but it can be good. Yeah. Well, don't be stupid. Fucking jackass. Yep. And you won't get canceled. Yep. What do you got? What do I got? Um, no, so lots of goodies. I do have lots of goodies. Um, so I started with the McLean hospital and the big thing that they talked about, there's, um, a doctor, Dr. Jacqueline Sperling. Mm-hmm. And she talks a lot about how social media attaches popularity and self-worth to sharing content. Right. And to likes on social media. Um, And I tell all my clients this comparison is the thief of joy. So when you spend your days scrolling through Instagram or scrolling through Facebook or scrolling through TikTok and you're constantly comparing your life to somebody else's, you are more likely to experience less happiness. And I'm notorious for really sucking at social media. I'm really freaking bad at it. Um, 
so I'm sorry if I'm interrupting. Oh my god. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Why is the three not moving? It's not moving. Hang on. I'm gonna push stop. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. We are back to business. <laughs> and we're back. I don't know what just happened, but it was terrible. What were you gonna say when you interrupted me? Um, so you were oh, did you ever figure out his name? Oh shit. <laughs> no, I forgot what I was looking for. Um somebody'll know it. I'll look it up. Well, so what? why are you looking it up if it's what you want to talk about? So we talk about, she was talking to me after, you know, the technical difficulty about people who look perfect on social media, but in reality are not. Um, and the first thing that came to my mind there was Chris Watts. Yes. They, him and, him and um, his wife, who, Shanann was her name. Um, who he brutally murdered along with their three, well, two children, one unborn child. Yeah. Um, they were like the poster family for like perfect yeah. on, on social media, on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, every, and in, in the documentary on Netflix too, what's the documentary called in case people want to go watch it? <clears throat> I want to say it's, um, it's like, like something next door, like the American family next door. Amer it has the word American in it. Um, but uh, hang on. Well, there's the thing. The family. Oh, American murder. The family next door. We were close. We, we were had so, all the words. In we there. Were just mixed <laughs> up. Um, but the, the documentary talks about it very well, like how they portrayed themselves on social media and they were like perfect on social media. And, there's just a lot that you don't know behind a screen. Yeah. Um, and so that's a big reason why you shouldn't compare yourself to other people on social media, because like mm -hmm. they might be like perfect on Facebook, but then at home it's not awesome. Right. When well, you have to remember, and we've said this before, is like you're just getting the snapshot of what they want you to see. So you're not getting reality. And I know I made a joke on one of our previous episodes of like, if somebody's crying and they snap a picture of themselves crying, like, is that really genuine? Maybe mm -hmm. the cry is genuine, but why post that to social media? Like you're only getting the tidbits that they want you to see. Right. And usually there's a specific purpose that they're posting them for. Um, the reason this is so addictive because is because social media activates the brain's reward system. So it gives you that hit of dopamine that you need and that instant gratification when your picture is liked or shared or mm -hmm. um, somebody comments on it, something really good. So it releases that feel-good chemical into your system. So it very much can be an addiction. Right. Um, and they're actually looking at that in some places now where they're looking at social media addiction in people who cannot seem to get off social media. And it's becoming a very real phenomenon in our world because you just have people chronically glued to their phone and they're chronically hitting that dopamine button. And then when they put social media down, they're experiencing anxiety, depression, um, increased, I don't know, all sorts of crazy mental health symptoms. Um, and one statistic I read was that there's 69% of adults and 81% of teens use social social media. And that was in 2018. Mm -hmm. Well, there was a TED talk that I was watching too. And I, now I suck and I can't remember her name. Um, but she was saying that the, and Chelsea's looking it up. For me. I am going to, because it's, it's a, it's a, it's a great TED, TED talk. talk. Um, but she granted these are uh, Canadian statistics, but um, she mentioned that the amount of people who use social media, I don't remember the exact number, but it's more than registered voters. Bailey Parnell. Yes. More than registered voters. 
Yeah. There are more people on social media than people who are registered to vote. Which is like, whoa, crazy. Well, and it just shows you where our priorities are as a society. Um, In that particular TED Talk, again, Bailey Parnell, if you haven't seen it, I just butchered that so fucking bad. (laughs) Parnell. (laughs) Bailey Parnell. If you haven't watched it, look it up because it's it's fantastic. And you can find that too just by going into YouTube and typing in um, social media TED Talk. Social media mental health TED Talk. I literally and, typed in TED Talk social media and she was the first one that popped up. Right. So, um, But one thing she talks about is the the phantom, phantom phone syndrome. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. It's like you don't have your phone on you or it's turned off and you – I swear my watch does it all the time. Yeah. Like you may yeah. not have your phone on you and you feel your pocket vibrate. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh. But she talks about how it's like even when you put your phone away and you're like, I'm going to go totally unplugged, you're constantly checking. We're having withdrawals. Mm-hmm. Especially if we're going to look at it as like an addiction, you're not hitting that dopamine button. So you start having those withdrawals. Mm-hmm. And then you're constantly checking that phone, waiting for that dopamine system to go into effect. And we all know those people who like can't have notifications on their phone, right? I don't give a fuck. I have notifications out the asshole all the time. Again, I <laughs> like suck. today we were at work and you're like, I have 300 unread emails. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. If I had three, if I had that number on my phone, granted, you don't have your email on your phone. Yes, I do. I had to. Oh, well, before I refuse to because I'm just one of those people like I'm really bad at social media. Um, and people have gotten mad at me in the past for So like I wrote you on Facebook and I'm like, fucking, I don't check that shit. Like I'll scroll through it for 0.2 seconds. And I'm like, this is dumb. Yeah. Um, but that's just how I see it. But the phantom phone syndrome and then fear of missing out. What do you have on that? It's a good song by Scotty Sire, which God, I shouldn't be mentioning. Cause he's part of the vlog squad. Yeah. <laughs> Cancel culture, but it's a good song. <laughs> it's a very real thing. I mean, you can have FOMO when you see someone on vacation, when you see someone in a happy relationship, when you see someone like maybe they're posting about their weight loss journey, mm-hmm. like you can have FOMO with just about anything. It's basically, you're just like, I'm scared if I don't have social media or if I don't log on my Facebook or if I don't post a picture with this specific hashtag, like everyone else says, for example, um, like during the summer um, with the black lives matter movement, there was yeah. the blackout Tuesday. Um, just like, I'm, I'm not going to be perceived, um, the same way as everyone else or, um, yeah, that's all I have. Yeah. And it, it really is like, like Em was saying, it's that intense fear of if I don't have social media, I'm going to miss something, whether it's something major or just an inside joke between your friends. Like they're going to post a meme and I'm not going to know what that means. You took a deep breath. Like you had something to say. I'm just thinking about my weekend and I, I saw my grandma this weekend. Um, this has nothing to do with FOMO. Okay. <laughs> um, but we were talking about politics. Mm-hmm. My grandma and I have very similar political views, which bless her. Right. Um, but she was like, since the election, I have not turned on the news. She's like, for the past four years, I've watched nothing but the news. And now I feel like I can breathe and I don't have to watch the news anymore. Yep. And that is like a big, whoa, like what the fuck? Because I mean, what did all you saw on Facebook were political posts for the last four years. Um, Specifically heavy this last year. Um, And now you just don't see it anymore. And you're just like, how, how, how can that, the politics and social media affect your mental health is a big thing too. Yeah. 
Well, and when we look at the nature of addiction, if we're going to look at this like an addiction for 0.2 more seconds and then mm-hmm. we'll move on. Mm-hmm. But if we look at this like an addiction, um, there's this constant urge to check. And then when you do that, it's almost like taking a hit, right? So like you have this urge and you're like, I need to use. So then you take a hit of social media, right? And so then you have this hit and it releases the dopamine and you feel good. You have that instant gratification. And then it takes more and more hits of social media to receive the same level of gratification. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of like maxing yourself out and then you need more to make yourself feel good. And then it continues to decrease that effect until what, I mean, at what point do you say like, this is too much. I know people who are on their phones from the time they wake up until the time they go to bed. And I'm like, don't your fucking eyeballs hurt? Because my eyeballs hurt looking at you. Mm -hmm. And so if we look at it like an addiction, it very much is just that same addictive behavior, which is crazy. And then I can't help but think about COVID and how that has impacted us because I know for me, like the second we went online for school mm-hmm. or the second we went online for work, I mean, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to sit at home on our computers and do work or do our homework or yeah. go to zoom class. You know what I did? My camera was off and I was scrolling through Instagram the whole time. Yeah. Like, well, and our screen time limits have just gone out the fucking window. I can't right. even imagine what this is going to do to our kids. Right. But I, I think I think that is something we had to adapt to due to an extreme circumstance. However, the social media addiction, that's different for me. Right. You know, because like you said, you were supposed to be doing work. Mm-hmm. And you were present-ish. All you have to do is say camera off. And then you sit there and you just go through your social media. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but again, like with all of, with as much time as you spend on social media, you have to understand that the more time you're on there, the higher rates of anxiety and depression are along with other stuff. I mean, if you struggle with eating disorders, there are pro Anna and pro Mia sites. There are sites that, um, or even just simply scrolling through Facebook and seeing someone in a bikini. Yeah. Yeah. They're seeing like food posts, like very triggering content can be all over social media. Mm -hmm. And if you're already struggling with your mental health, it's just going to exacerbate those symptoms. Mm -hmm. Trauma. You know, if you, I see a lot of this people trying to support people and they'll share like pictures of women who have been severely beaten and it's like domestic violence awareness. Okay. But think about how many people you just triggered without even realizing that you did that. Mm -hmm. And you see it everywhere. Like I saw a post that was like, Women matter too. And it was women putting handprints all over their body, over their mouth, choking themselves over their arms. And like, it's very empowering, but it's also very triggering. Right. And so when you're triggered, again, rates of anxiety and depression and distress and mental health deterioration just goes on and on and on. So you just have to be super careful what you expose yourself to online. But that's hard when social media has really no boundaries. Hmm. What did you put in front of me? Um, I re- recognize we didn't have a quote this week, so I was... Is that what that is? <laughs> well, it's a poem. <laughs> Does, okay, well, let's talk about cyberbullying, because that was something that we both kind of, like, immediately popped into our heads. Mm-hmm. Go. I mean, it can take many forms. Um, yeah, I think of cyberbullying as far as, like, you know, the first thing that comes to your head is, like, I'm going to message you me things, call you names, post about you online... Um, one thing that I also think about frequently is young girls who, you know, send photos 
and those photos get leaked mm -hmm. and held over their heads. And, oh, I saw this picture of you. You're a whore posted on your Facebook page. And, yeah. Well, and one thing that I don't think people realize is the idea of consent goes way out the window with Ooh, social media. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially, like, somebody sent a nude to her boyfriend. Boyfriend sends it to all of his friends. Mm -hmm. Friend uploads it to Facebook. Nobody's thinking about the fact that, one, that's child pornography. That's mm -hmm. illegal. Mm -hmm. And, two, you have just fucked consent right out of water. Like, she did not consent for you to send that any further than you. However, young kids, this happens all the time. Mm -hmm. We see it all the time. And just think about what that does to those young people. Let's start with the young girl. What she's just been exposed to and how that impacts her mental health, mm -hmm. right? Shame, guilt, fear of retaliation, anxiety, depression, PTSD. There's a host of things that could happen. And then those young, those other young students, I'm not going to say boys because it could be anybody. Right. Those other young students, now they're very potentially in legal trouble mm -hmm. for distributing child pornography as children. Yeah. Because we don't think about that. They don't think about the consent part of that. Yeah. And one thing I thought about with cyberbullying is trolls. People who specifically get on websites or on people's pictures just to say shitty things mm -hmm. or like people who get on Facebook just to start arguments with other people, mm -hmm. just to be pot stirrers. Mm -hmm. I was going to say dicks, but I decided to be nicer than that. Well, you just now called them dicks anyways. Good. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other things I wrote down were like exploitation, blackmail, um, suicides due to cyberbullying, which I think we'll get into more in a little bit, outing others, posting hate comments. And this is one that I went to a sex trafficking conference, but sex trafficking mm. and how that can happen through social media. Predators very specifically use social media to get in there and identify right. vulnerable people to traffic. Mm -hmm. And they use that by taking photos and taking information off of their social media and blackmailing them. Mm -hmm. And so those are all very real things that can happen just through social media and how that would impact your mental health like is insane. Tremendously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have anything else on that or do you want me to go into like? <clears throat> well, as we talk about um, consent and as, like as far as that side of the social media goes, um, I, that just brings me back to the whole like David Dobrik thing. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there were a lot of instances. So like one of the allegations was from a member, um, a male, he used a bit where he would like blindfold him and then like he thought he was kissing like this really hot girl and then it ended up being like this man or like this guy would like pull out his ass and like he would take the blindfold off and at the same he, he did not have his consent to do that um still put the videos up so there was that one um he bought alcohol for underage girls to get like a five some bit like oh it's so funny we're gonna get our friend laid two of them ended up getting raped yeah um, like that. Mm -mm. um, another one, there was like a revenge porn thing. Like they didn't like how one of the girlfriends was, I, they didn't like the girlfriend anyways, which is the girl I was talking about, Trisha on the, the podcast, um, used a revenge porn for her. And she was like, I don't consent to be in your videos, but you're still filming me. So I'm going to rip all my clothes off right now. So you cannot post this to YouTube. He mm -hmm. still posted it. So it's just. God. Consent plays a big, a much bigger role than one would think mm -hmm. in social media in all forms, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. Well, and one thing we don't think about, and I think Snapchat. about Snapchat. Snapchat is Whoa. 
a bitch. And that's so hard. I'm going to go like from a parent perspective and how much anxiety that causes me to think my kids would ever have a Snapchat because they can send whatever the fuck they want. And unless somebody screenshots it, it's gone. And that gives me so much fucking anxiety. And then they think it's going to be gone. What happens if they do screenshot it? Well, you can see. When well, I know, but but still, that other oh. person has this photo now that you were under the impression would disappear forever. And now they have this picture. Of you. It, like, there are so many things that can go. <laughs> yeah. I think we're getting off topic now that we're talking about all these other things that could go wrong with social media. I am. What do you have? Well, and so I'm looking at statistics. The Megan Meyer Foundation um, was created after a young girl, Megan Meyer, took her own life because of cyberbullying. Right. So looking at these statistics, there's like nearly one in five students report to being bullied. Every year, and 34% of those say it's because of cyberbullying. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, some of them. I'm not surprised by that statistic. I'm all. not either. I feel like it's really low. I feel uh, like yeah, it's I feel in, like it should be much higher. I feel actually. like it's inaccurate. But again, this is 2018. Um, youth who are bullied are at an increased risk for depression, anxiety, sleep difficulties, lower academic achievement, dropping out of school, family issues. And the list goes on and on and on. Um, and when you think about cyberbullying and bullying in general, targets of cyber cyberbullying are at a greater risk of self-harm and suicidal behaviors. Mm-hmm. So one in four girls and one in 10 boys have reported um, that they self-harm themselves at least once due to cyberbullying. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. And students who experience cyberbullying are nearly two times as likely to attempt suicide. And the first name that comes to my mind is Tyler Clements. Mm-hmm. Um, a young man who took his own life after he a video of him kissing another male was posted online by his roommate by his roommate and he's not these aren't the Megan Meyer and Tyler Clements are not the only stories of this oh no there are young people who take their lives all the time because they are either outed on social media mm-hmm. or they are bullied to the point of social media there are like parents who get on their children's social media accounts to bully other children I mean it is a real problem that our youth are facing every single day yeah And so, I mean, low self-esteem is another really big impact on your mental health due to social media. And it's not just the comparison game. It's the comparison game. It's the social media. It's the feeling like you need to constantly be connected and you constantly have to be on point and perfect. And that's something that I'm, I feel like I'm lucky because I didn't have social media when I was younger. Like I wasn't exposed to it until I was older. Um, But I think about our youth today and they are under tremendous pressure to constantly be connected to constantly be on point and perfect because they never know when a picture is going to get posted or, you know, when somebody's going to do an Instagram story or somebody wants to make a TikTok or whatever, like they are just constantly connected and they don't have a second to take a step back and breathe. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I need to breathe now. I just, yeah, you said a lot of words. I'm coming down off my soapbox now. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) So I don't know. I know you use the same website I did. What are the most? <laughs> that wasn't a burp. That was like, oh, I threw up. That was not me, by the way. It was our goose. Lucy's like, don't go. Lucy's like, don't I don't edit. give you consent to talk about my bodily. Lucy's like, edit that out. Okay. Goose. Um, what the fuck do you want? Look at your dog right now. <laughs> she's like, she's a pet attention to me. Um, I'm looking at a couple things I have screenshotted, just like some little quick tidbits. Multiple studies have found a strong link between social, between heavy social media and an increased risk for depression, anxiety, loneliness, self-harm, and even suicidal thoughts, which we have all, 
which mm-hmm. we've discussed. Yep. Um, social media may promote negative experiences such as inadequacy about your own life. Um, going back to that FOMO, that fear of missing out. Um, you talked a little bit about dopamine. Mm-hmm. Um, you you got that from the McLean Hospital? Mm-hmm. Okay. So same website, McLean Hospital. It says social media has a reinforcing nature. Using it activates the brain's reward center by releasing dopamine, which is a feel-good chemical that is linked to pleasurable activities. Um, the platforms are designed to be addictive and associated with anxiety, depression, and even physical ailments. Which, like, let's talk about those physical ailments. You think about, like, you you mentioned, like, oh, my eyes hurt looking at you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? <laughs> kind of off topic, but not really. You know what got big this year when COVID hit? Blue light glasses. Yeah, because everyone's staring at screens. Mm-hmm. Did you know you can literally change the blue light filter on your fucking phone? It's not that funny. We bro. have a studio audience now. <laughs> that was so fucking loud. Well, and I, I think too, like carpal tunnel syndrome, because you're always fucking like mm-hmm. that and fucking neck issues. I wonder how much money chiropractors are making right now, because fucking everybody's out of alignment for chronically looking down at their phones. Ow, this hurt. Oh my god. We have Lucy ASMR. <laughs> I like it. I yeah. don't have anything else, do you? So, like, well, and I, th- I think again, like at the beginning, I said social media has positive attributes too. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it was more appropriate today to focus on the negative. You're welcome. Well, and social media is great. I mean, like I said, like with going back to like the pros of cancel culture, like these. We ate this whole bag of Cheetos. Nothing new here. <laughs> It's a fucking family size bag, y'all. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Don't do that to us. Um, there's a there's tons of positives of um, social media and and all that stuff, but it's like also super 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 harmful, and you just have to be so so careful. Well, and I think like especially during COVID, right? It kept everybody connected, it kept everybody in the loop of what everybody else was doing. Mm-hmm. So it was a beautiful thing, and. Will you read this? Because I know I'm going to say the name wrong and I want it to be you and not me. I don't, if you want this to be our quote, it can be, but it's a little poem about social media and it's titled Social Me Die uh, by Noor Unahar. Noor'sPlace.com. If our lives were defined by our social medias, everything must become way too cool since all we post about glamorous of life. Stop, oh. pause, erase, <laughs> going back. I didn't fuck up the name, but I fucked up the poem. <laughs> so, <laughs> hmm. Put that on your social media and smoke it. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. Good one. <laughs> <I> hate you. <laughs> if our lives were defined by our social medias, everything must become way too cool. Since all we post about glamours of life, not the things that make us look like a fool. Would you post about the top that didn't fit or an old album that you absurdly thought was a hit? Perhaps it's a life that make you belong to a society you always had long. It's time to think whether it's right to go after things that might only be looking so bright. Welcome. That one was hard for me to read. That was kind of hard for me. It was a little bit Shakespearean with the language. What part of this? (laughs) Was it, what word was it? Perhaps? <laughs> Maybe cool? 
No. Was that the shake? It's oh, the, there, there, there's, a, there's a noth in there. That's what it was. Noth. Noth. <laughs> noth the things. It's very Shakespearean. Do you want to look for another quote? No, that was beautiful. Beauty. I mean, I can if you really want me to. I have a whole fucking Pinterest board. But then I feel like it's going to be awkward silence as I try to fucking find some shit. It's okay. I'm also scrolling through Pinterest. <laughs> Pinterest. Pinterest. Here's one by Alexander Den Heyer. When a flower doesn't bloom, you fix the environment in which it grows, not the flower. Boom. Podcast over. I love that. Thanks. Okay. Okay. Well, that's it, y'all. Sorry, the first 10 minutes is... What? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, the first and last... 10 minutes. 10 minutes of this was an absolute fucking mess. Should we just keep it going and just laugh hysterically for the next five minutes? No. I hate <laughs> You can listen to us crunch our Cheetos. Ew. <laughs> I don't ever want to do that. Are okay? No. Okay. 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 Make sure you water yourself and your friends. Bye. Bye.